Welcome back, y'all, to the Zachary Wingate Podcast. This is episode 9, where I talk about everything, the life, liberty, love, and pursuit of all things. Nothing is off the table. Today, we are getting into the concept of cults. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Okay. So today, I'm kind of getting into an interesting topic, one in which is it's always a little bit interesting to me and the concept is cults so last night my wife and i watched the documentary keep sweet and oblige it was really interesting i think there's about a four or five part series on netflix um kind of going into some details of it and they practice a lot of polygamy, you know, the key concepts are, you know, the the way through heaven is through your husband. So you would have these comps, you know, you'd have these these kind of expressions within the Latter-day Church of um, keep sweet. So indicating always to your wives, keep sweet. And, you know, a real pillar of the community within this fundamentalist uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or um f c j s l is having three wives and whenever you have three wives it allows you to access a lot higher levels of heaven kind of going on the concept of the pearl wives within what's in the bible um and it's just really fascinating because this isn't like a cult that happened like like 60 years ago i mean warren jeff became the quote-unquote prophet of this quote of this cult in around 2004. So within the last 20 years, we have a cult where essentially, you know, they're they're practicing polygamy. They're they're doing things that go against the law, um, and there's multiple levels of it. I mean, within the cult too, because of how it works, there's a lot of issues with inbreeding. So a man can take as many wives as you want, essentially, without giving too much of the documentary away. If you want to watch it, um, you know, the, the number of wives really grows. If you look at Warren Jeff, he ended up having 78 wives. Some gentlemen have two or three wives and end up having 60 kids. And what's crazy about this cult is, like, whenever you have that level of kids, okay, the women will stay and become wives and they really shun the boys because they can't give the boys wives. So it's almost like they're stacking the deck and you'll see like these men who are 80 years old. I mean, the original leader ended up being 85 and took a wife that was 19. It's like, what is the purpose of that? You know, at some point it's, it just gets to like, it's, it's so extreme in the fact of what are you going to do with 78 wives? Like that means like, it's just, I couldn't even imagine having 70 wives. I think I'd go crazy. But I think within within the documentary, it's focusing on the aspects of how, really where the downfalls you take advantage of polygamy. And essentially polygamy is evil, but what's really remarkable about this group is how much power and sway they had. I mean, there's some points where, you know, they were making up to $300,000 a week, which comes out to about... 15 million a year so because of the tax laws within the united states you know a lot of these churches and cults don't have to report taxes whenever they're making money 
so that in itself is just it's just a concept that is so deep and i think you know whenever you look at other cults within the united states it's really interesting how you know currently they indicate that there is roughly 10,000 different cults within the united states according to cbs news so if we look at that, I mean, 10,000 different cults. I mean, that is such a wide number. I mean, you would never think in the current day people would still be a part of these conditions living in this lifestyle. Now, I've never seen a documentary where it's like the cult is great. Everyone here treats each other. I mean, that's how it starts out. And then by the end of it, either one, they're trying to kill themselves, kill other people or there's sexual laws being broken or you know there's criminality within the children. So, you know, it's like it's like these concepts always happen within these cults, at least on <laughs> at least on Netflix. But it's really interesting because in every cult you always have one person kind of dictating what's going on. I mean another great documentary that focuses on cults is the wild wild country. Now, this is something I feel like everybody should watch because it's a really interesting documentary. But it starts off, you know, with with Indian ties of, you know, Hinduism, practicing yogi, you know, things like this. And then it completely turns into, you know, you have Bang Shir Rajid, who was the one in control. And you might remember, too, there once was a Simpson episode where you see, like, Homer, everyone's a part of a cult, and he raises his hand outside the window and waves. That's kind of what's talking about it, and everyone was freaking out because he waved. But, I mean, this cult really took a dive. I mean, they kind of built this crazy compound farm in, I think it was um, Oregon, and they were able to kind of do whatever they want. They lived there, and long story short, eventually the people, like, like we're attacking people in town and, and it kind of turned into this militant group that was really just trying to fight and, and fight for the way of life. But it's like, it just went so extreme, you know? And I think you know, not only in the United States, but you have like all these different kinds of cults and, you know, you think about heaven's gate whenever that happened and how the men were like castrated and eventually they killed themselves when Hale Bob Comet came around. Okay. Then you think too about Waco, Texas and everything that happened there. I will say, you know, the ATF kind of baited them in a weird way, but you know, that was in itself was a crazy situation and it just escalated so quickly, you know, but I think whatever, like the concepts I really start to identify, like, cause I also studied the impact of cults, in grad school as well as suicide cults because you had the Japanese cult um, where they ended up the um I can't even say this um Shikario, which was a Japanese cult which did a suicide attack um, and you have different aspects of it but whenever you kind of look at these different key points of cults you know I think the first thing you have is consistency time in like you know it's like that great quote that 
you can't throw a frog into boiling water, but if you slowly cook it, it won't know it's being cooked. And in a lot of these situations, it's like people are spending so much time in these cults that it's almost like the reality of the cult becomes the reality of the identity. And what I mean when I say that is if you look at Warren Jenkins, he was born into the cult from his father, who was the original member. And they ended up having like 30 or 50 brothers. And when he took over from there, it just got worse because he started becoming more militant, more of a dictatorship, you know, and it really reminded me a lot of kind of what happens in North Korea with Kim Jong-il to Kim Jong-un and how you have, you know, the need to put these pictures up in the house and, and the need for these men to be worshipped. You know, it's like a it's narcissism on like 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 steroids. But the point I'm trying to make, though, is like you have consistency. So time in. And number two, you have essentially at first you always have a charismatic leader. So people are going to be drawn to this person for the way they make them feel. And and three, you know, there's going to be ulterior motives. Like if you're using religion within a cult, what it really seems to be is like going to the promised land. Like when you if you do not do these things, when you die, you are going to hell. So the promised land in itself is something that keeps people motivated and engaged. And once they submit to the cult leader, they are completely at their will because they think they are doing the work of God. Now, whenever people buy into that concept, they're completely manipulated. You know, and the, and the fourth one is fear. So fear of being ostracized or having to live in the real world. Now, these concepts take on and they are embedded deeply within the psyche of these people. And whenever you are a part of a group like this, you get stuck in a group think where where you're going to be thinking what the group thinks. And number two, you're also really identifying that you're a part of a community or a group, which is tribal. But I think like the four concepts that really stick out is time, time in. Then you have a charismatic leader. OK, you have fear. OK, and then you have the promise of the promised land within those four concepts. It really seems like those is what embeds into the mind within Christianity. There's always a talk of revelation in the end of the world. I grew up in a religion where we talked about that a lot. It was a really key point of the religion. There was fear there to keep you inclined that if you're not doing right by God, then you will be cast down and go to hell. Well, imagine that, and then you're putting it under the context of of a leader within your group. So this person who is now the leader is the hand of God telling you that. Well, what happens in all of these cults is that you have the manipulation and the downfall of man, where you have this man now taking on, you know, the fact that they're going to, it's, it's almost like obviously the ego gets too big, but in some of these cases, abusing children in such a way that just it's just it's it's unthinkable you know and it's like it's crazy how if you give somebody that much power and and almost domination over a society that's where they take it you know i mean now it's like the this cult if you look at the updates of it it's really like the show on hulu where I cannot remember the show, Scarlet, it's not Scarlet Letter, but this show on Hulu where you have kind of this totalitarian 
dictator Christian environment where women are just seen as birthing canals. And then that's really what happened within this church. And it's just really sad to think of how people still to this day, the United States, I mean, 10,000 cults, that's a remarkable number. I mean, even if it, you know, I mean, that's, that's insane. That is such a big, like, you know, that's such a big number. You think within, you know, 2022, there wouldn't be that big, but if you even have, you know, 500 to 5,000 people in those cults, I mean, that's a lot of people who are being conditioned and potentially brainwashed, violated and abused based on, on what the prophet or the religious figure in the group thinks needs to happen. Because, you know, it's just really interesting within the United States how there are so many, like, how cults happen so quickly. Because I guess you have the land, you have the space, and you have kind of like the religious exemptments within the environment. Um, you know, you look at two, I mean, if you look at Joaquin Phoenix, his, he was a part of this, his family was a part of this crazy sex cult. And there was just a lot of abuse and trauma within that cult. And he came out of it. I mean, I mean, I want to say he came out unscathed because sometimes he gets a little bit weird. But the point I'm trying to make is that it, it is more prevalent, I think, within American United States society than what we really give it credit for. And, you know, I wish something like this wouldn't happen. But, you know, it's almost like people become victim to it, but they also get absorbed into it because maybe, too, they're missing something within their own lives. And it's providing something that's really unique. But essentially, those are the takeaways from it. And, I mean, it's an interesting watch. You know, I think for me, whenever you see people living like that and kind of fall, it's just really fascinating. I can't even begin to express the thing to myself because I don't even like being told what to do. I couldn't imagine being like, oh, yeah, you're telling me what to do. Oh, yeah, this is my wife now. This is my wife. And I would, I couldn't, I couldn't even process being told what to do in that nature, but being wanting to just be submit to a community like that. But if I look at the four criteria I lay out, like I haven't experienced any of that. I haven't had time in, you know. Thank you all for tuning in today and listening to the podcast about Colts. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you listening, all the support and love. Look forward to posting another one tomorrow. Have a good one, y'all.